You're listening to episode 174 of the Fitzpro podcast, and today is kind of a personal philosophy episode as far as a coach. So this is going to help you understand whether you're a coach or a trainee, whether you work with me or not, kind of why I have focused on patterns and building strong movement patterns and strength over weight loss in the past decade. This is not a podcast episode. I hope none of my podcast episodes are bashing weight loss. I think it has a place. I think fat loss has a place. I think there's a lot of education in the industry needed around that, Um, but that is not my place. So I will be going over what my place is, what I consider my place to be, and why I have chosen that for myself. So hopefully this is a helpful or insightful episode for you. Without further ado, let's dive in. The FitzPro Podcast is your no BS approach to seeking out truth in the world that is online health and fitness. You'll see through the lens of the trainer, the trainee, and the entrepreneur. I'm your host, Annie Miller, certified strength and conditioning specialist, entrepreneur, lover of sleep, lattes, and dinosaurs, aka not your average FitzPro. And my aim is to help you grow your mind, body, and business through knowledge and authenticity so that you too can become a FitzPro. As usual, if you are a fitness professional wanting to build a sustainable, authentic, authoritative, and relatable brand within the online space, make sure to check out my free on-demand workshop, Your Biz, Your Way, Three Steps to Build a Profitable Online Health and Fitness Business. You can go to anniemiller.co slash workshop dash register, or the link is always in the show notes. And while you're over on the site, anything I've created free outside of you know my content that I create on a daily or weekly basis, you can find that at anniemiller.co slash resources. And those are goodies for trainers, trainees, and entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs. Before we dive into kind of my philosophy and where it came from, why I have it, I would like to shout out Legion Athletics. They are my people beyond the supplements themselves, you know, tasting good and working. I love that they are scientifically backed and like actually scientifically backed. So a lot of companies may claim that, but I think that Legion does an amazing job on their site of allowing you to actually dive into the scientific literature that backs the dosages and the ingredients that they use within their products. I just love that transparency. It's very much so in line with my brand. So that is why I rep Legion. That's why I love them. And of course, I actually do enjoy their products. They're also 100% naturally sweetened and flavored, and I don't find them to be overly fake sweet because I don't love that flavor personally. Um, But there's just no extra crap within their supplements. It's as clean and straightforward as it can be. It's clear to the consumer and you know that's my jam. So if you are skeptical, I absolutely get it. They also have a 100% money back guarantee and free shipping. So give them a try. Go to buylegion.com, B-U-Y-Legion.com and use code Annie to get 20% off your first order. Or if you would like to represent me, if you would like to give back to me through repping Legion, then you can still use code Annie to get double Legion reward points if you already love them as a brand. So I feel like it's important to start this podcast off by saying that I don't have anything against aesthetic goals. I typically have a few aesthetic goals myself. I just don't share those publicly, Um, but I, I address those goals through performance goals that I know will yield the aesthetic changes that I might be wanting personally. So this is not to shame anyone who wants to change their body, especially by adding muscle to it. I personally think it's amazing that we can manipulate the human body via what we do to it. It's literally what drew me to this profession in the first place. It's super fascinating and 
I just have been drawn to it more from a performance standpoint than an aesthetic one. I actually get asked quite a bit or have gotten asked um, quite a bit in the past if I have ever done bikini or fitness competing, uh, competing, <laughs> competing or competitions or powerlifting competitions. So I've gotten questions on both sides of the performance and aesthetic spectrum. I actually have an Instagram reel coming on this topic. And the answer to both of those is that I've never done either, nor have I ever wanted to. My answer has always been that I wanted to lift for life because I literally just, I enjoy lifting. I enjoy the stimulus it gives me. I enjoy working on new skills. And I've been asked dozens of times in the gym over the past decade or more what I am training for. This tends to be a common question when someone witnesses a woman lifting weights or training with any intent beyond doing cardio and abs. You know, I, I hope that that becomes less of a thing and that training for life or building muscle or building movement patterns via intentional weight training just becomes the norm because it's very interesting to me that that's not a norm, right? So within the health and fitness industry anyway, I hope that changes. I don't know that it ever will because of mainstream media, but that's definitely one of my personal missions. So today's episode is going to be mostly about the importance of training movement patterns and skills and focusing on skills within strength training, as well as the focus on performance goals over aesthetic goals and, and the fact that those can result in aesthetic goals and oftentimes do or aesthetic results rather. Back in 2017, I was extremely intentional in choosing the name of my signature 12-month training program, which is built by Annie. I wanted it to be known that we were building things. We were building your body, building your muscles, building your movement patterns, building your work capacity, building your efficacy in the gym. Much more went into choosing that name than it just sounding good or making sense. Now, I don't have science to back this up, but what I've seen anecdotally is that when people, specifically women, have a performance goal or a skill that they're invested in learning, their adherence and joy within that process increases. And I think that's missing when we only focus on aesthetic goals or wanting to change our body. I think both can coexist, absolutely. I want to make clear I'm saying that when we're only focused on the aesthetic goal and that's the only thing that we are thinking about, I think that we're we are likely going to lack the adherence that we could have if we were focusing on an actual process or a performance goal or a skill. Again, even if your main goal or objective is aesthetic, I encourage you to look at certain performance goals that might lead to the aesthetic change that you are wanting, because I think that's the best of both worlds. For instance, if you want a bigger butt, who doesn't these days? Maybe your goal is to hip thrust two times per week, increasing your capacity one of those days with high reps and increasing your strength on the other day, working towards a strength goal of, you know, hitting 300 pounds for six reps or something along those lines. That's going to be a lot more of an enjoyable experience for you than just focusing on growing your glutes. I promise. I, I guess I don't promise. I speculate, okay? If your goal is to get bigger deltoids, the same thing applies. Performance goal of getting a pull-up or a certain number of inverted rows for your rear delts and reaching a performance goal of your overhead pressing weight that you're going to be doing. This is going to be something 
that you will be far more invested in and proud of than simply actually growing your deltoids. I think that growing your deltoids by a byproduct of hitting these new performance goals is going to feel a lot better and you're going to be really proud of that. Now, I don't coach or focus on nutrition, but really the same thing applies there if we think about it. Your performance goals with nutrition, if you want to, let's say, lose body fat, would be around getting in a certain amount of vegetables per day or drinking a certain amount of water or practicing a certain habit, implementing a habit, right? Focusing on the performance goals versus your weight or the result of lower body fat. Same thing applies, I believe. So there is so much more to be gained from lifting weights than physical muscular changes to your body, visible changes to your body. And that's why I choose to focus on these things in my own marketing. I also just know that over the years, I've had a genetically marketable body, me personally, and I never wanted to have people expect that if they trained like me, they would look like me because that's just not the case. I also knew that um, my body would change over time and I don't want the success of my business to be built on the physique of my body. I've talked about this before and that that is like building a house on sinking sand. Um, It's just, it's not a great business move in my opinion. If you're a trainer, I would be very, very careful with building your business around your body. And this one goes out to all my trainees. I've talked about this before, but I tend to not look incredibly different when I'm lifting consistently, but I feel 500% better about the way that I look when I'm lifting consistently, which is an interesting thing from a psychological standpoint, I think. I do think there is something to be said for how you feel about your performance carrying over to the way you might feel about the way that you look, even if it's not that different than if you were to not have that performance piece, if that makes any sense. Uh, maybe you've experienced that yourself. Maybe you haven't. It's like I'm proud of the way that my body looks because I'm proud of the the work that it does because of the performance that it's achieved. Um, So that's just a personal phenomenon that I've experienced. I've seen that in my clients as well. I also want to make clear that it doesn't have to be award-winning weights for a performance goal. It can be the simple act of, when I say performance goal, showing up four days per week and being accountable to yourself. That can be a performance goal. Doing that consistently is going to make you trust yourself. It's going to make you respect yourself more. It's going to make you respect your time more and how you use it. And I do think that that carries over into, again, how you might feel about your physical body. It's certainly what I've seen with women over the past decade. If you're unsure what performance goals to work towards, but this sounds like an appealing approach to you when when we look at fitness, I do highly suggest following a templated program or hiring a one-on-one coach if you have the funds to do so. The program will provide you with a focus for the gym. It will provide you with those goals, right? Whether that is my Built by Annie program or someone else's program, following a program is a great place to start even if you do have aesthetic goals And that that is maybe your main focus because so often desirable aesthetic changes come from consistent months and years of weight training, of intentional weight training. And consistent months and years of weight training likely come through following a program. Hopefully you understand um, that, that whole circle of life when it comes to weightlifting. 
And hey, something else that I have seen is that the worry about or focus on aesthetic changes tends to fade away when people shift from a more performance-based thinking or shift to a more performance-based thinking rather, which I think is lovely as well. The more neutral we can be about our bodies, the more unbothered we can be and maybe the better. Now, again, that's not my area of expertise. This is just something that I've observed within myself and the clients that I work with. So if you've never heard me talk about performance goals before, I will end by saying that they can be things like getting a deeper range of motion in a given movement, um, taking less pauses in a given set and rep scheme, actually following the tempo that has been programmed for you, using more weight at the same sets and reps or doing more sets and reps with the same weight. Uh, Generally feeling like you are dying less in the gym is a massive, massive win when it comes to weightlifting. Uh, That's a very popular one inside Built by Annie. We giggle because exercise is hard and intentional exercise is hard. It's not always fun in games. So When you are doing an exercise that you don't particularly like or that has been challenging for you and it becomes less challenging for you, that when you notice that you're dying less or you're hating it less, that's a big deal. And we love that. So that is all I have for you today. Um, That's just kind of some background into my philosophy as a coach and why I focus on what I focus on uh, and what I've seen from, from taking that approach, I suppose. It's not that my approach is better than anybody else's. It's just background on why why it's mine. So if you did love this episode, if you find value with the Fitzpro podcast, please give the show five stars and a written review wherever you tune in from. And if you would like to access exclusive podcast listener discounts, then make sure you're on my main mailing list at anniemiller.co slash news. Until next time, I am Annie Miller and thank you so much for tuning into the Fitzpro podcast. podcast.